Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast, episode 210. And my very special guest on today's show is Andy from the band Code. Uh, he joins me all the way from New Zealand. Um, and I've known him for... I want to say probably 20 plus years. Um, I was friends with him. I still am friends with his younger brother uh, in school. And uh, I used to hang out at their house quite a lot. So um, I owe a lot to him and to those circle of friends, to my 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 taste in music from back then. Um, I was exposed to a lot of stuff I hadn't listened to there, which we do talk about in the interview. So. Um, but this was great. Um, like I said, all the way from New Zealand. So there's a nice 12-hour difference. So I was up early in the morning. He was there in the evening. Yeah, and we talked about Code's new album, Fly Blown Prince, um, which is out now on Dark Essence Records. Uh, so I implore you, if you like your sort of metal extreme, little black metal, um, go check that album out. It's absolutely fantastic. It's on Bandcamp now. Um, go pick that up on there. They've got vinyl, they've got CDs, and all that kind of stuff available as well. So do check out the Bandcamp. It is linked in the show notes. So please do click on that and go check it out. Um, but apart from that, um, just cracking on with these interviews and um, slowly sort of getting back to to some kind of normality. We had the download pilot this weekend. Unfortunately, I wasn't um, able to go. Uh, but uh, from all accounts, I've heard it went swimmingly <laughs> in more ways than one. It's very wet. Um, but also all the bands put on a hell of a show and the atmosphere was, was next to none. So I'm insanely jealous of the people that went. Um, but you know this is a step a step in the right direction a step to back to where we were uh things won't be as normal as they were before but they will be um enjoyable again i believe so uh there's plenty more festivals to come if you've just seen the hellfest lineup holy um <laughs> what an amazing lineup over two weekends uh they've got over 350 bands absolutely mammoth mammoth festival uh but also we've got bloodstock coming up this year as well so um yeah go get your tickets for that as well uh that is going to be a heck of a, a a festival and if it's even half you know if it's well no it's going to be it, there's so much more going on um than the download one um but it's just i think the atmosphere is going to be on par with that because it is that kind of step in that direction and um yeah all cool well um thank you guys for listening please like please subscribe please do all that kind of stuff that helps um these bands get noticed and 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 all that kind of stuff share it with your friends if you think they'd like like the sort of black metal side of things share this interview with them uh or even just share the band camp page uh you don't have to just share that um but if you want to see the video component to this it is on my youtube channel it is youtube.com forward slash dj force x that's dj f-o-r-c-e x um and that is me across all social platforms as well so hit me up on uh twitter instagram tiktok all that kind of stuff just add me on there say hey or just add me on there you don't have to say hey if you don't want to um but yeah without much further ado i give to you code enjoy love to welcome to my show today i have andy from the band code welcome andy hey barney how's it going nice <laughs> to speak to you again <laughs> uh, it's all good man it's all good uh thank you for doing this um 
but like I think before we start, we kn- we've known each other for many many years. Like uh, I was uh, friends with your, I still am friends with your younger brother um, back in in uh, secondary school. I think it was. I think back. Yes, it was. Secondary it must school. be going back to at least the mid or early nineties, right? Yeah, early nineties, surely. Yeah, round about there. Round about there. I think it was like thirteen, yeah. fourteen years old. So it's around about there. Um, and uh yeah i mean I, to start with like i've i've sort of been i've had a bit of a retrospective look at things recently and all that kind of stuff and looking back at my musical influences and you play a very big part in that um just purely because when i when i met matt um and and i was into i mean i had my sort of like iron maiden and and guns and roses type thing and uh, i was very much into kind of like indie rock at the time as well um and then mm-hmm going to your 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 parents house um and hanging out with you guys and listening to the music you listen to you got me into like deftones and corn and stuff like that and really started that movement for me um on there which has gone on to be kind of like a lifelong fan of those particular bands um and others i mean there was a lot more obscure stuff that you kind of got me into the more black metal stuff especially with uh likes of rob and stuff into that as well um and yeah, no, because I was given this thing of like uh, the the four at fourteen type album thing, and um, yeah, I was just sort of it made me think S- about S- four albums when you're fourteen. Is that yes? Um, yeah. What What did you pick? Um, I think it was. Uh, I think I picked Soundgarden, Super Unknown. Oh yeah. Um, Sensor, um, stacked up. Stacked up. Um, oh, yeah. Stone Temple Pilots, uh, mm-hmm. and. Shit, what was the other one? Can't remember what the other one was. That's really bad. Um, no, I can't remember what the other one was. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I'm sure I've got the picture on my phone somewhere. Because um, I did, yeah. like, a guy like in one of the radio shows on, on Total Rock um, basically asked me, because he was doing a like thing on all the sort of presenters... I am looking through my phone here. That's why I'm looking down. Um, <laughs> um, and no, it just got me thinking back to then. And and it was, it was like, it was groups like you guys were listening to. Um, oh, it was Korn's first album. Should have, should have known that. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Korn by Korn. Um, <laughs> what, year that, what year does that make that? 90... 94. Oh, 94. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, um, and yeah, no, it just, it just got me back to then. And I was just like, you know, I, you know, a lot of my musical sort of like the start of that movement, at least to you guys, because um, you, I mean, I can see by the music collection on your wall right there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and mine's all in boxes behind me, underneath this like desk here. That's my turntables. I've still got them there. Oh um, uh, yeah, nice. Yep, yeah, uh, I like to keep them in the background at least. Uh, and, um, but no, I just like yeah, just I obviously gives me a chance to say thank you for that. Like just just having that like prowess around those bands at the time, and and uh, yeah, no, it's just. Um, I, I was interviewing uh, the guy from uh, Will Haven yesterday, in fact, and he's obviously yes. they're very much like in the Deftones, well, they're from the same place as Deftones and stuff, and you know, and it just led from that. So my ticket to go see Deftones, I saw, um, like Will. They Haven. played on their first tour or something, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So I saw Will Haven, and it kind of led from there. Um, and yeah, so it's just it, like again, it just keeps coming back like to those moments and stuff like mm. that. So, but yeah, so thank you initially on that yeah no, no worries yeah i'm sure we shared some stuff back in the time as well there's a lot of um 
I don't know if that year were involved with that electronic stuff at all around yeah. that time, or that was probably more Rob and Matt, maybe. But yeah, no, I yeah, think, um, a big, big melting pot, wasn't it? It was. I think Jilted Generation came out that year or around that year. Uh, oh, okay, project. yes, um, yes. And uh, obviously stacked up by Sensor, they had that electronic sort of edge to them mm-hmm. as well, so it kind of crossed over. Um, but yeah, no, it's like there's a lot of a lot of music from back then that 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 I mean, I still listen to now. I still follow the bands that still exist now, um, mm. you know, and they're, they're still, I mean, obviously, you know, Deftones, Corn, all that is still around. Um, uh, so the Prodigy to a certain degree and, you know, just all that, all that lot. And then, uh, you know, um, continuing on <laughs> and keeping going. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But yeah. yeah. There were good times, weren't they? Definitely. There was, definitely. There was a lot of time spent in your guy's house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it's all good. I occasionally see Matt still, obviously, when we're not in lockdown. Um, mm. I still see him around and stuff, obviously. Uh, I haven't seen Rob. Yeah, obviously, I credit a lot of my um, actually making music thanks to him anyway, because he was way ahead of me in terms of making, he was making a lot of electronic music in yeah. Soundforge, that yep. program, and it was him that, that um, showed me that it was possible to record. I don't know what you want to call it, more acoustic mu- music or, elect- yeah. you know, non electronic music in that way which wasn't the best way of doing it but at least showed it was possible yeah. so it was him showing me how he made music which made me start to do my first demos and everything so yeah it was, it was him that started that off for me yeah the yeah. recording side of things and writing myself yeah yeah all from this little hub in in, in the town <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how it taken us around the world now um yeah. but yeah no it's it's crazy and obviously you know you, you know you're over in new zealand um mm-hmm. which is awesome and uh yeah this is i think this is the second second person i've ever interviewed from that area of the world um so it's nice and early here where it's evening there with you um, oh, it's perfect time. I appreciate you getting up in the morning that, oh, on a Sunday, especially. My goodness, it's all right. It's all right. I'm usually up. The kids. I mean, during the week, I'm up early anyway to get the kids to school. Um, hmm. How our lives have changed. Um, <laughs> um, and and like waking up early on a Sunday isn't like you know. Some days I've got work on a Sunday, so it's it's hmm. it depends on you know on that. But I was up at I think about half six anyway, so Oof. it works for me. It's all right. I've got my coffee right here as well. So I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had a band called Devil Skin on, um, I think sometime last year. And they're sort of a known band within in New Zealand. I think, I think they're quite big here. I, I must confess, I've never heard their music, but I've seen their name around a lot. Yeah, they've, they've, they've managed to like tour across the world and stuff with various big bands. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think they're, they, I'm guessing they are. I don't know the New Zealand scene. So um, I would have thought they were relatively big. In that sort of yeah, they're, they're, I think they do well here. They they sell out some quite big, um, you know, uh, venues and that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they got quite a following here. Yeah, no, really nice guys as well. Like, um, yeah, really like they're really eager to get like the interview done and all that kind of stuff. And they made it work like their end. I think it was like midnight there and in the end of the day when we did it. So, um, um, but yeah, no, it's it's quite cool. So thank you for doing this as well because there's obviously a time difference and it's always fun. Um, pleasure cool well let's let's get chatting about your band we've kind of reminisced mm. a little bit there caught up if you well kind <laughs> of um and it's, it's been it's been a while since we've actually seen each other but you've got uh your band code um you're about to release an album uh it's actually coming out on friday isn't it as we're recording this yes it is um, it is yeah 
so this will probably go out after so everyone who's listening to this or whatever go 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 fucking listen to the album um <laughs> um you're uh nice enough to send me a link to listen to the whole thing so listen to the two singles that you released or two concentration songs um you released uh rat king and uh the mad white hair mm-hmm. um that Mad White Hair track is fucking epic. Like, <laughs> what is it? Tr- clocking almost 12 minutes, I think it is, isn't it? It is. It is. And we, we, um, it wasn't the, the choice of our first choice to put out as a, um, a first song, but um, the label and they, they ran it past some of their distributors and they said that's the one to put out. And so we, we sort of, um, taking that, um, that um, impartial view of it, said, okay, let's give it a go. And I think yeah. it, was a good, it was a good choice in the end because... Um, you know, it's always a bit of a bit of an ask to get people to sit down and listen, take twelve minutes of their life to listen to a, um, a, a song, especially if they haven't heard the band. But um, it does show the more, um, I, I guess, uh, there's quite a few songs on the album which are quite um, maybe a bit more traditional. You know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, done, done in around four and a half minutes, and rapping yeah. similar, similar to that. But Mad White Hair is a bit of a um, bit of an anomaly, definitely. So. <laughs> hopefully got people's attention a little bit i think it did well actually yeah, yeah. no that's really cool I mean, it was really cool i was like when i was listening to it, i didn't quite clock it was like that long when i initially hit play um and it just kind of it just like kind of kept going it was really good um it doesn't mm. feel like that kind of like epic length if you feel um there's mm. like some songs that can kind of go on and on and on and you kind of feel that going on and on uh whereas this one it really kind of just sort of the, the, the it flew by um if you want oh, that's, that's nice so, to hear yeah, so it's, it's yeah. an interesting one to write as well, actually, because um, it started from there's a little quiet bit in the middle of the song, which has got sort of guitar and a radio sort of a old radio sort of sound. Yeah, and that's the bit I wrote in the first place, and I kind of kind of like that line, and then wrote back, backwards and forwards from there. So it's from that middle that it started, and, and and keep adding things until it sort of makes sense, and you put it all together, and before you know it, it's twelve minutes long. So. Yeah. It's as long as it needs to be, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You know, when you, I mean, obviously from writing music myself, you kind of know when, you know, you could go for the straight verse, chorus, verse, chorus, three and a half minutes, done. That's the sort of standard thing that people look for. But, you know, when you're mm-hmm. writing a song and you're really into, you know, what you're building, you kind of know when it's done, but you know when it's like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's like 12 minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes long. It's, yeah, you get to that point, exactly. Like, just like some of the best it. songs are really, really long. I, yeah. that I like to do as well. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. There's some great ones out there. More recent, I think, uh, Soilwork had one. I don't know if you managed mm. to clock that one off there. I heard uh, that one, no. no, The Wisp of the Atlantic, I think the album's called, uh, or it's an EP, but they've got like a 15 minute long track on that. It's really good. It kind of goes across the board. Um, to their kind of like melodic strengths and also like heavy parts and and then they throw in some like random brass instruments and stuff like that mm. so <laughs> it kind of goes on but it was a it was a good track it was a good track but um mm-hmm. yeah definitely um so with with the album uh we haven't even named it yet the fly bone prince um mm. and and what is this album number oh, what was it? five 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 yeah crazy um and how did you guys get this one together because obviously you're over in new zealand right now like is it was it all remote kind of recording like a lot of bands were doing over sort of lockdown not half and half so to be honest we've worked in this sort of way for a long time anyway but even back to our our second album was done in in sections but um i i am terrible at writing music with other people in the room so i always 
um, you know, build the songs and create demos on my own because I'm I'm terrible at anything else really. That's just <laughs> what I'm used to. Creature of habit, and then send the, the demos round to the other guys, and they embellish their parts. You know, there's, obviously there's no vocals on it because that's not my area either. The people write the different parts, and then what we try to do is to get together for um, key parts of the recording. So the drums were recorded in England, not the Christmas just gone, but the one before that. Okay. And um, yeah, and we got together to do some things there in preparation, so we get, got our um, you know our promo photos and that sort of thing done, and recorded the drums. And then we were going to continue on that afterwards. And then um, by the time it got to you know march or whatever the world went a bit silly anyway and um um did the rest of it remotely so um um did all the guitars and the drums all guitars bass separately and the vocals were done separately as well and then all pulled together in the mix in the end and um yeah so it's really just the beginning that was done with us together and the rest of it was done remotely kind of like a um a virtue rather than making a virtue out of a bad situation really so yeah yeah not, not the ideal way of doing things but um but with you know with the distance and the lack of lack of travel is the only way we could do it yeah no definitely definitely a lot of bands had to learn on the fly during this whole thing <laughs> so was... and like i said actually we've done the similar thing in the past so with our all the way back to our second album the drums were recorded separately yeah guitars were done separately vocals were done separately and then we pulled it all together in the mix so all the way back to you know, like 12 years ago or whatever, we've been doing the, the yeah. similar thing. No, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, it's it's nice to sort of like have that already kind of set because a lot of bands, like I said, had to learn how to do this. Yeah. So used to have being in that room, uh, being in that studio, and then, you know, they've ended up buying various bits of tech to to record this stuff. And, and you know, and, and it's it's been, I mean, from my side of things, I'm I'm on the sort of like, I work for a tech company. So it, I see the sort of uptake in, in that and the questions that have come in um, mm. regarding that and everything. So uh, it's been quite quite good. My expertise have kind of, kind of come, into, come into play quite a lot, which is good. And obviously having this podcast as well has helped um, a lot of bands get their uh, uh, like voices out there, if you will. Mm. And yeah, and that, the benefit was, because it was done before, I didn't have to learn anything. So. Yeah. No, that's it good. wasn't scratch. Which <laughs> that's is good. good. That's good. <laughs> um, so, what are you guys like? Obviously, with the album coming out um, on on Friday, and and I, like one track I really like, by the way, is Scold's Bridal. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was just I just want to throw out there because I've got I've got that written down with a little star next to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a great album. I, I implore everyone to go listen to it on that front. Um, but what are your guys sort of like uh, plans ahead? Because obviously, I know travel's restricted and everything at the moment, but was there or is there plans to sort of like, you know, go out on a small run of dates? Like if you're coming back to UK for a little bit or is, yeah, is that kind of... I try to come back. Yeah, I try to come back at least once a year in, in normal life. And every time when we do come back, we do something, whether it's recording or do a run of gigs or something like that. Um, um, we did some... Um, a few years back around England and then, um, yeah. So what we'd like to do something similar to that. Whenever that come, whenever it happens, I can come back again, then, um, we'll arrange it. So we get some gigs, hopefully somewhere, some, a few on mainland Europe would be nice as well. So we haven't been there for quite a while now, quite mm. a while, probably, you know, six or seven years, maybe six years. I think it was the last time we were, uh, um, somewhere other than England playing. 
England or Scotland. So that'd yeah. be nice. But um, yeah, definitely a few gigs. And if something comes up where um, there's a bit more of a tour opportunity, you know, I, I think we'll be happy to take a little bit of time off work and give that a go if we can. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's the, like, obviously, are, are the rest of the guys based over here? Yeah, like, they're all so. based in, the, um, yeah, um, Hazelmere, Woking, that sort of area. Oh, okay. so, so they're all local. Not far away at all, yeah. <laughs> That's all cool. pretty local, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd like, just sort of like, it's it's sort of, because I've known, like, uh, various like musicians, they all live in different countries and they've all managed to kind of, you know, get it together, but it's usually like Europe. So where it's a bit more accessible to get, obviously, your the other side of the, of the yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm frequently apologising to other guys in the band. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, how how is the sort of, like, I mean, how's the music scene over there, actually? Like, obviously, we mentioned Devil Skin earlier, but um, what, like, the sort of, like, music that, obviously, you make um, is the sort of, like, um, I would say, is it, is it black metal or... Yeah, that's, that's close enough. Yeah, Ish. that's, I mean, that's I, what I would say. Yeah, you know, not to not to pigeonhole, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to, uh, to give people an idea of what they're listening to. Um, but what's that sort of scene like over in New Zealand? How's that like influenced you in any way or anything like that? Or you know, have you managed to get? Uh, to... I, I think there's a reasonably health, healthy scene here. Um, 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 there's a few, there's a few black metal bands around. There's some more down in Wellington as well. I think. Um, um, I haven't listened to t- too much since I've been here. The, the, the gigs I've been to generally have been um, when touring bands have come along and I've gone to see them. Mm. And so, um, you know, Bitry came here and at the gates and, um, yeah, a couple of hours. Meshuggah was really good as well when they came here. But, um, um, yeah, there's there's some good, there's some good local bands. Um, I haven't really got my feet into how in, into the local area really because um, it took me ages, to be honest, to do the same in England. So, you know, it's like growing up in Farnham. There's not a lot around, especially in the kind of music that I, that, um, I was really into at the time as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, Death, Black Metal, there was, I don't know anyone else that did that sort of thing. So it was only when um took years and years before um actually started to pull together some kind of lineup. And in fact, in fact our first lineup in, our, in the band was... um um um, the vocalist was in London and then it was just us two really that made the music together mm. and we didn't have anyone else in the band. Um, um, so we ended up pulling on our various contacts and then and that time it ends up being um, another friend of mine and then two, other, two Norwegians we got in the band. And then from then we've like swapped various other um, people from various other places in Europe. And it was a while back when we thought, no, we, uh, well, I, probably I thought when various people left that it'd be really good to be all local so that we could, you know, um, rehearse regularly yeah. and and get get tight as a unit. Because in some of our early gigs, um, when, for example, we'd have a problem with our drummer and we'd get a new drummer in to play a gig, there was one time when, um, so we played Brutal Assault in Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And the day before the gig was the first time we'd met the drummer and so we had you know absolutely no rehearsal we saw in in the in the meeting room in the meeting room in the um um hotel room we sort of got together and played through the songs on on a on a on a a little stereo and worked out how it was going to work and then the next day with no rehearsals we played in front of a few thousand people or something and it was kind of 
interesting to do, but it was way too nerve-wracking. And you didn't know what was going to happen from the second you started. And so uh, the idea of getting us all together where we could rehearse um, every week and get get used to to the way we, we work and 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 be tight as a live band yeah um and so that's what we did and, and the good thing is now now we've put all that hard work in with these guys who all live close 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 by and we work well together and go away for a year and come back in one rehearsal and we're kind of like have never been away sort of thing because yeah. we know how it all works and yeah so putting that work in helped no that's good that's good yeah no it's something i mean you do get some musicians that can like literally drop in and out but there's obviously, if you're not used to that kind of side of things, it is very, um, you fight well, you find yourself Yeah, and I should say that the drummer who did it was, was incredible and he played everything perfectly. Yeah. And, um, but it's just, and, and I think we did okay, but it's that level of unknown and yes. uncertainty because you don't, yeah. is it, it, even though someone's playing the same materials on the CD, that, um, there's certain flourishes or, someone might speed up or slow down slightly in the in a fill which the other person before didn't and before you know it you're very slightly out yeah and it's that that tightness that you need to have there and yeah. um yeah every yeah <laughs> and add the human element into it and the slight variations and before you and add into that as well terrible one stage sound sometimes and <laughs> yes this it shortens your life a bit. Yeah, it does. It does. I I remember those sort of situations well. I mean, we had a bit of a rotating lineup in in uh, Zero Cipher for a little bit, and mm. it was mainly drummers <laughs> and a bassist here. And probably there. one of the most important parts, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's it, banking on that. Yeah, and you're kind of like whereas before you kind of had a rapport with the other ones where you know you know their moves, so you know mm. when they're like if 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 they do tend to speed up or slow down in some parts or whatever and and you kind of you know their groove and then you get someone completely new and you just don't there's that element of doubt that's kind of stopping you from being and then you end up making the mistake because yeah. <laughs> um, you're anticipating something that's not coming um, exactly and that's but, the greatest thing so we've worked with the band for, for a long time so our drummer now he's um he's been with us um yeah over 10 years now or something and hundred percent reliable and I know exactly what's going on behind me and I and I don't need to worry about it at all. As long as I can hear kick and snare, yep. I'm happy. So I know he's not gonna make a mistake the whole time and it's gonna be perfect. So Brilliant. and that, that means like you say, you can concentrate on your own thing. Yeah. And um yeah, and yeah, if you do make a mistake then it's on you and not on someone else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can't, you can't throw that at someone else. No. Uh, <laughs> as much as we want to. Um, exactly you know you know you want to blame someone else but it's uh yeah it doesn't doesn't quite pan out that way but um no that's really cool i mean having having that kind of tight unit as well and obviously with you being away from them as well and, and that kind of stuff but um obviously once you guys are back uh or once you're back over here for a little bit and then you get some shows i'll, I'll pop along because i'm back in obviously back in England oh, myself be good so. to see you, man. yeah it'll be good to see you as well because it's it's uh it has been it's been a long time like um i kind of remember like it must it's got to be like 10 15 years at least it's got to be 10 or something years must yeah. be so but um no we all moved around and everything and well i'm back yeah. in in the sort of that area now i'm in i'm in i'm in camberley so not oh too there far, you really. go not far yeah yeah not too far um and i'm sort of settling myself into like when when clubs are open i'm still djing so you mm. know doing all that kind of stuff is um, the ad still going it is it is oh, wow I, I did i did a live stream from there last month uh, nice. Yeah, nice. Like me and me and DJ Brad. 
um he's still going um and yeah we did um the the schism night that i do uh on a monthly mm. thing we did we're doing live streams while the clubs are closed um and uh yeah we just decided to do it from the edge because brad hadn't done one um and we wanted to get him involved because he's involved with schism as well and we went dj over in guildford and stuff and uh yeah no we just set it up there and me and him did um a couple of sets uh which was really cool um and it's, oh that's great you know it's the same music don't worry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the same five tunes it's uh you know and a bit of pop punk thrown in um yeah you know it's it's no it's really it's it's good when get you know it's it's something i miss dearly at the moment because it's been over a year mm. and mm. um you know it's just that kind of like as much as live streaming has been good like it's been fun but it's not it's just not the same um no but yeah, i've I'm got good. like like we've i've been working with um total rock to sort of get uh live streaming gigs and stuff going mm. uh, we've been doing that like behind the scenes we've managed i think we're getting our first one out in a couple of weeks but yeah we're doing stuff like that just to sort of like help the live scene back on again because there's a lot of people mm. who probably won't come out but still want to see shows um and you know it seems to be a, a thing because we don't know where this pandemic is going to go from here because obviously it's looking good like with the vaccines and whatnot but you know there's all these variants that keep coming up <laughs> that keep yeah. like, like rearing their head and then and then we're sort of like is this going to happen and and I, I don't know i'm hoping July. it's hard to plan it's really hard to plan isn't it well that's um, the, that's the thing that we're having it's just sort of i can't you know we can book something but it's just sort of is it going to happen mm. and i won't know until get, like, keep doing the right thing and we'll get there in the end yeah exactly i mean i've had both my jabs now so you know i'm a, i'm on that path so it's uh yeah you know it's just sort of i feel a lot better for doing it um because mm. it means i can go out and, and especially with my work i'm interacting with the public in general so it's, it's sort of trying to keep uh you know that confidence going that that, that they're going to do the right thing we're going to do the right thing i've done this you know yeah <laughs> so enough people do it then it will tip it in the right direction yeah so, definitely yeah. and they're running pilots and stuff at the moment I think download just announced a, a a mini festival for a couple of weeks time um, oh, nice. they've done a, it's like an all British lineup, obviously, but they've got a three day, 10,000 capacity at Donington park, um, festival. Oh, wow. They're doing, and, um, it's a government yeah. pilot. So, um, it's camping only. You're not allowed to leave the premises while you're there, mm. but they're going to keep it monitored, obviously testing and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, they've got like, um, enter Shikari bullet for my Valentine and, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, I think they're the headliners. Mm. And there's just a whole host of British bands um, mm. like on there, which is it's kind of cool. It's like what Bloodstock are doing, to be fair. Um, they're mm. replacing kind of all the international acts with with British bands and like some some European bands that should be able to travel as well. So, um, but hopefully, I mean, Bloodstock yeah, looks, looks like it's going people ahead. People should still support it, I think, when they even if they're not the. the um, international bands you might normally get at least it's something after a year yeah no i think that's the thing yeah yeah and and bloodstock have been going like full sort of you know health or leather type of thing on their promotion and everything like they're going ahead full capacity um which is going to be interesting like if that if that continues yeah it's a very bold move and and but uh, you know it's it's i I hope it works (laughs) i hope it works Yeah, yeah Yeah. Um, but you know, all these pilots and stuff, hopefully this will, this will kind of like open up 
um, a lot more for us, which will be good. Um, yeah. Like I say, especially in the nightclubs, I'm really missing that at the moment. <laughs> DJing in my in my little garage here. This is where we're in my garage. Um, yeah. You know, there's only so far that can take me um, without a virtual crowd. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. <laughs> And if you just like with no context, just had the camera running with no sound, it would look very odd. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, no, I've got a couple of couple of questions left for you, Andy. If uh, mm-hmm. that's all right, sort of just sort of like to capture some of your sort of like um, I don't know, I guess influences on on that front. But um, what I want to know is because I normally end these shows with like you know what are your sort of like most pivotal albums like your top three most pivotal albums, but I've kind of changed it because it kind of turned into like the best of list. Um, but what I want to get is, is basically honorable mentions outside, say your top 10. Um, so like you've got your top 10 albums of all time, you know, it's, most people it's like, you know, GNR, ACDC, Metallica, you know, all that, you know, Megadeth, all that kind of stuff. But outside that is what I'm interested in. So what are your kind of like honorable mentions outside your like top 10 albums? Oh, that's tough, isn't it? Um, um, probably um, in, in the black metal world, there's, there's, like you say, there's the really obvious ones that a lot of people, uh, yeah, or a lot of people pick because of you know how how good they are, obviously. But mm. there's so much a bit less known that I really, really enjoy. So there was a Norwegian band called Kvist yep. who released one album in, I think it was '94. Yeah, single album and it's yeah it's really really amazing pure Norwegian black metal nice really undersung and um, it's been re-released a couple of times but that's definitely one of them I think um, probably also to definitely mention um, Fed Buren's Ender another Norwegian black metal band that um, the guy um, uh, guitarist from that band was in our uh, in code for a, for a while playing bass did amazing work and that was a really really influential album as well nice. and um, really influential um, de- or demo should I say in particular and um, I was really into that before I knew knew the guy and then when he when he offered to join it was an amazing amazing thing for me personally because of how much I I worship that demo listen to it and listen to it and listen to it nice. so yeah and then um um, probably death metal wise because I think death metal was my thing before black metal so we're talking sort of like 91, 92 that yeah. sort of time and there was um, some really good albums around that time which are a bit uh, slightly less known, well known than the Cannibal Corpse and all those sort of things so um, Demigod's album Slumber yeah. of Sullen Eyes was an, was an amazing one and and also bridging the gap kind of between the two, but they're on their own. But um, a bad Finnish band called Unholy, I was okay. still am massively, massively into really, really innovative and crazy doom black metal that only a fin- Finnish band could come up with who, who were, you know, live in the middle of nowhere. It's absolutely amazing, their stuff. So their, their demo and their first album were killer for me. Nice. Yeah nice yeah no it's like like when i was living in um tampa like the sort of like obviously it's a home of like a death metal like kind of contingent of bands yeah. um, morris sound and all that sort of thing yeah and it was like it was kind of cool like just sort of having that bit of heritage there because they still have like small shows with those bands like some of the ones that never really kind of came out of there but were massive within the city um but yeah no that's that scene's still there as well like outside of like the european kind of like um 
European run of bands that, that like obviously Norway and generally Scandinavia um, have that run. Um, but yeah, no, just like a lot of, um, I'm just trying to think who I saw over there. Um, Speaking of Morris Sound though, another good underrated one is Exorder's first album, Slaughter in the Vatican, that they yeah. recorded there. They're from New Orleans, that band are, but um, yeah, their first album is brutal as all hell. It doesn't get, it's kind of like a lot of people say it's, um, uh, the band that made Pantera turn from the hair metal band into the groove metal band they turned into. Nice. How much that's true, I don't know, but that, that album is just, yeah. Yeah. No, that's mm. I'm, I'm going to go and listen, try and find some of these and listen to them because that's why I ask you the questions. So I can go back and listen to these, these like albums yeah. that I haven't heard or, or haven't heard in a long time. Um, mm. But no, that's really cool. That's, um, no, some good, like, good, good bunch of bands there. And it's sort of, you know, it's always good. Like, occasionally I do get my kind of, like, feel for that side of the metal side of things. Like, I just want something that's just sort of, like, stripped back and very raw, like, sounding. Generally, there's, like, a traditional sound to these things. But it's sort of, it's nice to go away from the very much overproduced and, and uh, like, clean sounding, if you will. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and um, there, there's there's something to be said for really badly recorded demos. Mm-hmm. From, from bands who are really new and just just recorded their first stuff where they got that passion there. Yeah. So it's such a cliche to say, you know, you like the band's demo more than anything else, but <laughs> that really rough and ready recording a garage vibe um, and that, you know, uncynical production of music is just... Yeah. Uh, can be amazing. No, know? it can, it can. I love listening to demos and just, like you say, listening and hearing that. Because it's that it's it's unfiltered at that point. Mm. Um, you know, you kind of it's, it's what they're doing and it's what they're enjoying. They're obviously doing, um, and then over time, obviously bands learn or they get people that have production techniques that kind of clean things up a bit. But yeah, just capturing that band in its essence, those demos are uh, essential for that. So <laughs> definitely, are. Yeah. definitely are, and especially in the <clears throat> black metal, death metal world, they're kind of they're as important as the albums are a lot lots of times and they're really held in high regard and getting pressed on vinyl and all these sort of things yeah. so yeah yeah that's one thing that's always eluded me is getting my music pressed on vinyl one day one day uh, yeah <laughs> yeah there one day it's a cool thing it really is yeah yeah i know I'll, I'll probably break down and cry when that happens <laughs> um but yeah just like owning all these like records and stuff and like i just like one day one day my artwork's gonna be that big one day i'm gonna be pressed literally onto this piece of piece of plastic um <laughs> So. I do remember when we got our first one back, it was a really, really special moment that was because, um, you know, we got the CD done, but especially back then, um, CDs were what everyone wanted. That's before vinyl yeah. took off again. And so we sort of had to get the label to allow us to get the license to get a small label to do it for us, whereas now every album comes on vinyl as yeah. well. But back then you sort of try a bit more. And so to finally get it and then, um, yeah, that ritual putting it on the record paper it's your own music is yeah that's that's yeah. a special moment one day one day one day, <laughs> one day. it's yeah. the 20th anniversary of my of zero cypher's first album next year so we'll see um <laughs> are you no. gonna do some gigs or anything with that no no we've got no plans at all um i mean to be honest i've not spoken to them for ages so not mm. that there's anything like there's no bad blood between it's just that life has just like taken life us goes on yeah, yeah go, taking us all in different directions so um but no 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 plans no one's mentioned anything um so you know you never know i mean there might be an opportunity somewhere a lot of bands are doing these 20th anniversary stuff so we'll see how that yeah. goes 
Um, but yeah, I don't know if we were big enough to do that to warrant that at all. But um, oh yeah, the, yeah. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? Never know. Who knows? Stuff there could yeah, be someone be in behind the scenes that grew up listening to us and now working for some fucking promoter or something so <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream um, yeah. um but um finally andy what what are your um what are your hobbies away from music um like so when you're not doing well all the other stuff because you've got various projects when it comes to music um but what yeah I, like? I i spend way too much time on music basically it doesn't leave a lot so that's that's making and um collecting and all those sort of things um i I do i do play still play a lot of basketball which i've been doing since i was a you probably remember playing basketball around our place as well yeah i will do that trying to keep myself active um yeah body slowly failing but um that's one (laughs) one big thing i do and um yeah films and that sort of thing i like as well yeah, yeah but um but, but i've got, got to be honest music one form or another takes up pretty much all my spare time yeah yeah fair enough fair yeah. enough are you still doing any of your sort of like climbing or anything like that because i know you were into that for a little bit i went back into doing that and um i probably weigh about um probably about 20 or 25 kilos more than I did. Okay. And I ended up pulling something in my arm because, you know, my body's completely different to how it was when I was in my early 20s when yeah. I was rake thin and everything. So <laughs> I, I decided, no, I can't do that anymore. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, cool. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, um, that's it, man. Um, that's all my awesome. sort of like line of questioning, if you will, on that front. But uh, no, thank you for doing this. Good luck with the album and everything. Um, I hope it does well in uh, when it comes out. Um, yeah, thanks. It's been good to speak to you. It's been kind of like a step back in time, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little so, bit. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> yeah. it's been I don't good. know how interesting it's going to be for people to listen to two two blokes reminisce about um, oh, I don't <laughs> growing know. up in the, in Farnham in the in the mid nineties or yeah. whatever. But yeah. <laughs>